she bold, she real, and she's definitely ready. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Shebo Crew Podcast. This is your girl Smiley V. And your girl Simply One Taj. And Eva G. And today, as I posted on the story, guys, we have Summer Chani here with us, the author of Divorce Chronicles. Hey, Summer Girl. Hey. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? Yes, girl. So I'm a new author, and I'm just here to say that divorce is not the end of the world. It's actually the start of a new journey to self-love. So bring on the questions. Let's go. I know. That's why she was ready to dive into Uh, it. I just uh, wanted to comment that... um, Cover yes. fire, fire, <laughs> fire. Yo, is that you? Yes, oh, girl. Yes. I'm gonna go ahead and say that for the record because people have been asking me for a long time, like, is that you? I'm like, you just have to figure it out for yourself. But it's me, yeah. I made myself a model and an author at the same time. I know that's so. right, yeah, that's definitely fire. <laughs> yes. That is, it's a nice cover. Whoever did the um, yeah, who did the photo did a good job because I was like, I, I don't know if that's her or not because honey, you just left enough to just disguise uh-huh. yourself, but. Also, mystery. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're excited to have you on today. I want to say that first and foremost, we love to have people on that are doing great things mm-hmm. and, you know, talking with them about their journeys as you know, you enter into this new world of being an author, honey. This book is amazing. I like this book a lot. I think that um, it definitely gave what it was supposed to get. <laughs> yes. And before we jump all the way into the book, we have a, what the oh, WTH? Yeah, we have a WTH moment. And I'm just trying to figure out where the hell is these kids getting the information that they have? Like, girl, the internet is a gift and curse. It is. And it's just so crazy. Like, I'm one of those people that I literally listen to my kids and like everything that they're talking about because if you don't nowadays you just don't know what can be going on with your kids and a lot of times kids are very careless like a lot of times they don't know that what they're saying is inappropriate or not you know nice or they just don't think that you're paying attention so we're sitting in the car i'm picking up the boys from daycare and their cousin is over for the weekend so they're in the car excited they're surprised they didn't know he was over so he rides with me to pick them up and on the way back they're talking something about jail somebody that they know was in jail and um my son says well did he um i hope he ain't dropped the soap and so i'm like you know i'm tuning in already but now my ears are super like (laughs) alert because i'm like what the hell like where did you get this from what are you talking about you don't know anybody who's been in jail you don't know anything about jail and dropping the soap so then his cousin says no, Goofy, you can't drop the soap in jail, only in prison. And I'm like, wait. And how old is he? Eight. And I'm like, wait, how do you know the difference between jail and prison, first of all? How do you know anything about dropping the soap? And it's just like the Correct. way that they were talking was just like a normal conversation as if they were talking about Fortnite or something. Like, I was just like, they didn't even care. Marquise, you right, you right. That is That's what he said. Oh, he was like, oh. All right, yeah. I'm like, like he just learned something, and I'm just like, and I'm sitting right here in the car in Don't front of them, like, else. really? I'm right. like, what are y'all talking about? Like, where the hell do y'all get this information? And like, 
the way that y'all put this conversation together is ridiculous. It's like I wasn't even there. But like I said, they didn't even think that what they were saying was wrong. <laughs> Nothing was wrong with it. It was casual conversation. Little Marcus in the car seat probably just taking it off. <laughs> he just, yeah, he just back there like, mm, <laughs> going home and get me a cookanoo. <laughs> like, that's all he care about, baby. Biggie, E-B-E. That's all he want to do is eat. So, it's just like, you know, it, it was definitely funny, but it was definitely alert. I'm like, look, y'all don't need to be talking about nothing about jail or prison because neither one of y'all ain't going to never see the inside right. of a prison or a jail. I'm speaking out over y'all's life, mm-hmm. honey. And this is not the type of conversation y'all are allowed to have, you know? So... You know, with that being said, that is my where the hell because my WTH moment because, baby, I was like, what? Well, I didn't even know the difference between jail or prison until I was like a teenager. Really? Mm -hmm. I thought it was the same. I just thought it had different terms. I'm still confused as to why you can't drop the soap in either. Look, I mean, you shouldn't drop the soap in either place, but (laughs) yeah, I don't know why that made such a big difference for him. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's showers and soap in both locations. (laughs) Shower, soap, meal, males. You know, careless guards. It's just... <laughs> just like careless guards. Yeah, because I don't understand how you don't know that there's somebody get, getting taken advantage of right down the hall. And you supposed to be right there watching them. But, you know, it's... Some crazy. of them just turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Turn the other cheek, all Listen, right. if I was... I think if I worked in a jail, I definitely would Would not. you consider... Would you do that? Uh, no. Mm. But if I worked in a jail, I don't know. I don't think I would. I think I'll be too... Um, too cute. They're going to be trying you. Yeah. Even a female prison. Never mind. <laughs> I just... Yeah, never mind. That ain't for me. Okay. But back to the topic. Honey. Yes. Back to this book, honey. So, I want to first off ask, what gave you the courage? Like, when did you realize, like, okay, I'm ready to write all these things in this book and like publish it for people to really read it because like I think that there's nothing more difficult than like going through something right but then sharing with strangers every step of your journey like well so it just started off one day I was just at work like I just want to do something I want to do something big like let me turn something that was terrible into something that is going to be amazing and help other people out so I just started writing and it just started flowing I'm like okay and then the person from in the book had inspired me like girl you should make that into a book your life is like really (laughs) popping and I was like let's go I know that's right Mm -hmm. that's awesome because I've talked to some inspiring authors and people who've started writing you know and it's been years and they haven't been able to complete their book because they're like you know I don't know if I want to dig into that like I didn't know it was going to be that hard to dig into that painful place and pull up the memories and you know you want to make sure that what you're putting in there is nothing but facts so you want to make sure that you're going back and setting your mind to that place right but then it's like it could be very hurtful you know in a sense so um, you know, did you ever find yourself in a point in your book like I don't like I don't think I could do this, finish this? Like I don't think because like they like I said, yeah, did you leave out anything yeah. that was too too much for us? Well, yeah, there were some things that were in there that was hard to go back to, but I just felt like I had to do it, like to bring those emotions out so that people can read it and understand it in the way that I was feeling it at the time. So it was kind of like it hurt, especially when you had to reread it and try to edit your book a little bit. Yeah. It was painful to reread it. I was like, I can't even read this now one more time. But you had to just push and get it out there. And I just also want to encourage people because 
it's not easy to write a book, but if you take it one sentence at a time, you mm. can really get it done faster than you think. Like, that's took less than a year. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's yeah. such a good mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. The, pro- the whole process from start to finish. Yeah, because it was just like a blessing in disguise because I happened to have reached out to this um, company with Destiny, um, and she decided to be my book coach, and we just ran with it because I had most of the book written before mm-hmm. I even went to her, but she just came into my life, so I just was like, okay, if you want me right. to write this book, I'm gonna go for it. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it was That's meant for amazing. you to write it. <laughs> yeah. So just to give the the listeners a little overview of like the history. So when did you get married? How long were you married? Um, and then you know, kind of just a little brief overview of that whole process. Yeah. So I got married in 2013. Things yeah. were pretty great you know we had a blended family going on and our kids was like amazing together like mm. we used to joke all the time like our kids love each other more than we do because they got along so well since day one so it was oh, just like so flowing and everything yes. and then before you know it in 2018 I was divorced and you just got to read more about it to kind of see mm-hmm. what happened yeah so yeah that's super tough so you were married for a total of five years yes five years okay and how old were your your kids when you guys got married how old were the two boys so there was about two and four okay. yeah oh, mm-hmm. wow. so, so they literally son, grew up mm-hmm. with he each other yep so my son was the youngest one of yes. course and he just swore i mean he still swears now that that's his brother oh for sure he'll know no different for and sure. thank god that his brother feels the same way about him so like, they're still really close we try to do the best we can because mm-hmm. now his dad lives in Indiana, but it's cool. We we mm-hmm. we trying. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, that's, yeah cool. that's that is definitely um, one of the things I think that people, um, you know, pray for. Like yeah, yeah. and then yeah. two people don't think about like you know when you are divorcing, you know, like situations like that when you're married into a blended family like the effect that it has on the kids Mm -hmm. because like you said their bond was so great that regardless whether you and your ex-husband are together now they're still brothers and that's amazing but a lot of times it doesn't happen like that right kids they drift apart and they kind of tend to not really understand what happened but then they're kids so they don't really care to try to figure it out and they just kind of go the other you know the opposite way so the fact that they had such an amazing bond and they had that love for each other that they noticed something was different because you guys are not living in the same house, you know, so being able to still have that bond, like, that's my brother, (laughs) like, I don't care, you know, that's dope, that's really dope, yeah, and, yeah, so, so when I, go ahead, so I would say that, um, it's a lot of things that are not really discussed about divorce, I was not prepared by any means, because people always talk about, oh, it's the financials, that was not our problem by any means, Financial is not it. So when I'm like, we getting divorced for what? It's not money? I don't even know what to do with this. Like, how can you fix something that's not money? So it's a lot of hidden things. So that's another reason why I wanted to bring the book out. Because people need to know that they're not alone in this situation. Yeah. yeah. That's so important. Well, what's when the, I kind of hidden things like? <laughs> <laughs> as far as what? Like, okay. Right. So you got a whole lot of things. You got sexual. You mm-hmm. got... Somebody who want to, you got to be with them for the rest of your life. Like, there's no going out, trying nothing new. It's just you and him. You know what I'm saying? So, that's a little factor. So, you got to be, like, spiritually and mentally Mm. connected. And 
spiritually is one of the reasons that also broke us you know that's not really nothing i mentioned in the book too much but spiritual was a huge thing for us and like if you start to think separately spiritually that's your marriage right there because marriage is a spiritual thing we literally just had this conversation last night on thursdays us ladies of the um, podcast we get together um on facetime we do a facetime call we kind of just briefly um go over like what our week was like and like what we're going to discuss that week um so that we come into it prepared and that was one of the things that we were asking each other like do you think that you can be married to someone who's not spiritually on the same level as you and i and i had at first i was like "Eh," but then as we talking i'm like obviously I can't because I can't see myself being with somebody who when I'm down and out and like I was saying like if I if I'm getting up at two and three in the morning as I do a lot um because I have insomnia and I have issues where I can't sleep sometimes but if I don't have a spouse that's willing to be like hey babe I see you having a rough time sleeping tonight let's get on our knees and pray to God you know because those he might be wanting to talk to you he might be wanting to connect to you somebody to lift you up spiritually when you can't do it yourself and I was like so as we was talking I was like well maybe I can't be with somebody like that you know but it makes you think about those things because it is when you get married you're going before God right you went from a relationship that's the um, one thing the main thing that changed you allow God to your relationship you know you bring him in as the third person and you have to honor him because he's the most important person because he's the only one that can keep it together honestly yeah so i would say spiritually if they're not connected how can you elevate yourself because Mm -hmm. you got to sacrifice for your spouse right Mm -hmm. and that was what was happening so i've been through it like you start to sacrifice and then less God comes less and less because you're sacrificing for him more and more where he's going in the opposite direction of your own spirituality. It's, it, you could do it, but I wouldn't recommend would not, it. Would not recommend it. <laughs> That's what uh, we brought up before, you know, being equally yoked. And I feel like when people talk about equally yoked, like I don't know if they're talking about the financial part. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I have this type of job, he has to have this, you know, this amount of money. But when you think about it, y'all have to be equally yoked in like, Everything, everything, yeah. just like you said. Like now, I'm over here down and like, Lord, I'll, yeah, I, I never thought of that. No, listen, that's the thing. You gotta wait for God to send you that person. That's the thing. You ain't gotta stress about something like that because when He sends you the right person, you ain't got to worry about none of that. Mm-hmm. So I went in the opposite direction, and it's like it's all coming back now. Like, oh, that's why I wasn't place. supposed to do that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's what the book reflects. Like, do not do what I did. <laughs> well, what did it, when I read the book, which I just think it is so amazing, it just brought up for me um, ultimatums because I definitely feel like in the beginning there was a big ultimatum. What are, how do y'all feel about ultimatums in relationships? Of course, it sounds super negative, but yeah. I don't know, like... I don't know. What, what, how do you feel? Yeah, like I kind of have what I would consider like a a split, like a it's it's it's, it's levels to it for me because I typically am an indecisive person, right? But it just comes from my history and my past relationships where I felt like even when I knew what was right or in my gut, I felt it. I didn't go with it. Mm-hmm. So now that. I overthink everything Same and I will yeah. I will have the gut feeling and I'll be like yeah that I'm 90% 99.9% right <laughs> that this is the way to go I'm sure that this is the way to go but that other 1% has me rethinking this whole 99.9% and now I'm like 
Damn, I need the to influence of somebody to make mm-hmm. me make up my mind with this. Mm-hmm. And I I hate that. I absolutely hate that because there's nothing that I've ever been more confident about in myself than my mind. Like, I've mm-hmm. always been a strong-minded, intelligent woman. And that's just on like that part like so you feel like a man would have to give you an ultimatum and i don't feel like you would have to give me an ultimatum but i would need somebody that's more of a like demanding like type of person i don't need somebody that's going to be like me i need somebody that's going to balance me out that's going to kind of put it out there like look babe we you got to make this decision like you have to in order to you know what i'm saying for things to go like if you're not making decisions things aren't moving you know but i don't feel that i would be the one giving ultimatums because like i said i'm an overthinker and then i'm gonna find myself well did you only do it because i wanted you to do it right did you really do it out the you know love and the care of your heart like is this a genuine decision that you made like i would think about that and then it'll mess with me you know and now i'm like (laughs) you know just messing up the whole flow of things so ultimatums but you know what i think about ultimatums is a lot of people they try to sugarcoat it and they'll like do everything around it to make it seem like they're not giving an ultimatum well that's not me giving an ultimatum if i'm sure of myself and i know what i want right you're sure of yourself and you know what you want but that person may not Mm -hmm. so when you're like is this or that for somebody who does not, who's not as sure and who is not as, you know, uh, like self-confident, mm-hmm. they're like, uh, that's the ultimatum. And now they're under pressure and they're like, well, let me just say what you would want to hear. Correct. Yeah. So, Tosh, for you. So, do you think if if you were dating somebody for a couple of years, I mean, are you going to, is it an ultimatum? Like, okay, it's either we're doing this or I'm gone. Like, I'm not giving no ultimatums at all because... Uh, so you're gonna be a girlfriend for 20 years? No, I'm gonna probably just bang out. But <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! But because I can't, I can't give like Sarah basically Randall. what you were saying. I'm already indecisive, and yeah. I don't know what I, I have. I know what I want half the time, and it's always me and my going back and forth. It's the angel and the devil like mm. tugging me. I don't know. I never know. So yeah, yeah. I will. I, We'll want somebody who can balance me out as well. And that kind of goes back to one of the episodes we had where we talked about um, important questions to ask when you first get to meet somebody. And like on the first day, y'all were talking about all of these questions y'all was would ask, and I was like, oh my god, like that's a lot of pressure. I would never. But I guess is that the time we talk? Just to let you know, sir, before these appetizers come out. <laughs> I am. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see us in five years? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. It is is one of those things. I mean, do you feel that there was ultimatums in the situation or how do you feel? Oh my gosh. Ultimatum is like a big factor in the book for (laughs) sure. So you definitely need to read about it. So as a divorcee, I'll speak on ultimatum. But before all this, I didn't have this wisdom. So ultimatum is actually backing somebody into a corner. What are you going to do when you get back to the corner? You're going to defend yourself. It's only two ways to I defend yourself. Mean, you know, act dead. Or you're going to go in. <laughs> it's the only two choices. Correct. So when you give people two choices, one is going to happen, and neither one of them is a good outcome because it happens with the stress and just trying to please somebody and just trying to get out that corner. So it's up to the, especially for the woman, not to say anything about the men because the men have been loving my book too. Mm-hmm. But for the women, you need to use your intuition. You can't, that with that doubt you was talking about, you can't have that little bit of doubt 
bring mm-hmm. you all the way down. You have to use the intuition because that will save you a lot of time. I agree. Because it's like an immediate, immediate thing. Like, do not, that he's not the one. Let it go. You don't know that dude. Let it go before you know him. Like, it's okay. It's okay to empower yourself and be a better woman by using your intuition because that's what God gave us. So we need to be using him. I know that's right. I love that. Say that, honey. That was definitely a good example. And I know that, too. I know that for a fact because it's, for me, the fear of making the wrong decision, right? But sometimes you're, you're meant to make certain choices to learn from them, right? And it's like, if I'm not doing things that I know that I should be doing or that I feel like, like I said, 99.9% of me want to do, it's like, that's hindering me. So I'm working on it. And it's definitely something that I'm praying about because I notice it about me. And I feel like partly that's why I'm still single, <laughs> you know, but it is what it is. And I'm just taking it God, day by day. And I'm, I'm happy though. That's one thing I can say is that I'm the happiest that I've ever been. <laughs> I am the happiest that I've ever been over this time um me being single i have done so much self-reflection so much soul searching so much spiritual growth has happened within me that i had nothing to do with it was solely god so at the end of the day like i'm happy and so that's where i feel that you know i'm i'm okay like and i know that it's gonna take some time but i know i'm gonna get to where it is that i need to be to be somebody's wife and and be happy so are you saying that if you're in a relationship with somebody you know you got a man you don't doubt anything this is my person this is it for me you saying you can't get that man no ultimatum are you saying this is gonna happen naturally he gonna know okay she ready to get married yeah that's what she's saying i feel like that because even in the bible it says a man finds his wife when he knows you are the one he's going to marry you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like it's not gonna be no doubt about it now, after the marriage, it might be some little drama or whatever. But at that time, he's going to be the one to initiate because you already given it to God. And God's like, okay, well, now you're like waiting on me. So come on. I got this man for you. So throughout the book, um, one of the things that struck me and that I find very common through divorcees that I spoke with stating that divorce not only... Um, makes you feel like a failure however I've heard a lot of divorcees state that it has um, did something with their confidence right it Mm -hmm. affected their confidence in one way or the other so just to start off with the failure part like I know you even touch base on it in the book and I just wanted to kind of understand more like what do what do you mean in the sense of like failure like especially if it was a situation and um they're gonna have to you know read to see exactly what happened but in a situation where it was your situation it wasn't something that you did (laughs) or there wasn't anything that you could do to change the outcome so why do you think that you you felt like a failure in the beginning so it's gonna get a little deep but to me a marriage for a black woman is to build her husband up so you have to be strong and I felt like I was strong like I can build my husband right up and then for him to be like I'm done it just broke me down like I just didn't complete my mission is what I felt like because I've always wanted to be like a married woman so it like it broke me down in a way that I couldn't even like imagine it would because I mean I broke up with guys before but this it was like I don't know, it went spiritually deep because that's that oath that you give. That's what I mm-hmm. felt like I was giving an oath to God. Like, I'm not about, I'm never getting divorced. So, 
don't know. What was the second so you, question? Um, so you felt like, in that sense, you felt like your mission was to uplift him. But do you feel like now that you did that, but that's just not what it was? Like, you noticed that that's not what it is now? As far as, like, with me and him and his, our relationship? Yeah, like, like, now that you reflect on the situation, you don't feel that way any longer, right? You oh, know well, that, like, you, you did all you, you could do. Like oh, yes. Um, Actually, I stayed way too long. <laughs> way too long. Like, listen, I would tell you, you more. Get that right? Listen, listen, there was a little small incident that happened before what I mentioned in the book, but I don't want to ruin the book. So, that little incident was like, hold on, I don't think he want to be with you no more. Mm. And that's that intuition mm. that I should listen to. Like, okay, let him go. If he don't want to be with you anymore, let him go. Because actually, he wasn't for you. Yeah. Mm. So, in the book, up here yeah. waiting. <laughs> looking for him. Right? You done walked right past me. Right. <laughs> so, like, with that being said, with the confidence, I know that a lot of things that you say like um decisions that you made afterwards was that a playoff like your confidence at that time did you feel like okay like um the your confidence level is what played a part in why you made certain decisions after the divorce oh yes because i was looking for it something that we should never do look for confidence Mm. it's in you you can't go looking for something that's in you Mm. you know what i'm saying like but you also got to bring a higher power in to understand all that stuff so when i was out doing the things that the book was talking about and it was talking it was talking quickly (laughs) i get to the point we're not about to sugarcoat go to this little corner store no we're going straight to the point so like you know you just gotta bring it all together and then it'll be fine and just go with it yeah yeah that's you know and i feel like a lot of things people are so fearful of marriage because of divorce what is your take on that like i've heard so many people like i've seen so many yeah eva's one of them like she's had a few conversations with a few people that have experienced a not so pretty divorce and it made her like they're like never get married oh my god it's terrible this divorce is the worst thing i've ever experienced don't do it i'm terrified okay i understand that when i got divorced i wanted to fight some people like (laughs) on the little boxing ring and just knock some people out real quick but actuality is i love being married like it brings a nice womanly spirit about you it's like it feels good to be married so would i ever take that back no no you should at least try it and see you know what i'm saying like if something happened in between there you know it don't really work out or whatever you don't feel like you should be the married type then you know that's up to you but at least try it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing it is and and it's like one of the it goes back to like you know how when you're about to purchase um you know some merchandise and you're looking online and you're looking at the reviews and all the bad reviews is like oh don't do this absolutely Mm -hmm. not good not worth it and then someone told me because i was like well i if the bad reviews outweigh the good 
then I'm not doing it. But people was like, somebody told me like, you have to think about it like this. The people that are writing the bad reviews are upset at the moment, right? right. Yeah. They're upset. They're going straight off of emotion how they feel right then and there. They're not they're not thinking about, okay, the thing the good things about it. You know what I'm saying? So they're going straight to the no stars and one star. But like you just said, even though in the book you state a lot of the things that played a role in the divorce, a lot of things that you know, you two might have done, you know, that weren't so great. But at the same time, you did stay in the book, like you said, like, I loved being married. I loved what it felt like. I loved, you know, being a family. And I loved what it meant to be a wife. Yeah, so I can, with that, I would say that when you're with a person, you bring out a certain personality in them. So with that person is with another person, it brings out a different personality. So when I was with my husband, I brought out something, but somebody else can bring something else to the table. So that's like, so crazy that you said that, right? So the different personalities, just because he wasn't good for you, doesn't mean he's not, not great good. for you. Mm-hmm. And you try to mess stuff that you wasn't supposed to mesh in the first place. So that's why your outcome came the way it was. But that's the person that they're supposed to be with. So listen, the personalities is amazing. Yes, and that's what's so crazy is because I literally made a post. I shared a post today on my story, and this is what the post stated. It says, your ex might not be the man for you, so the man or woman for you, but he or she um, might be for the next person. Mm -hmm. And and the guy that, um, the guy or woman that you, that, you know, or with that is for you probably wasn't for their ex. So basically, like you said, vice versa. But um, you're and same for friendships. Friends, some friends might not be, you know, a friend to you, but might be a ride or die for the next person. And it's really just life. Not everybody is meant for a lifetime. People are either a blessing or a lesson. Not don't spend too much time trying to figure it out. And like you said, it's like one of those things where it's like. You have to accept the inevitable. A lot of times we don't want to accept what's true because to us it's like, well, that can't be right. How did I spend six years with a person or eight years with a person and give them my all and I love them and I, you know, I uplifted them and I supported them in this. And when they was down and out, I was there, you know, and this, this and that. And you feel like you did everything, but it still wasn't meant to be. And you're like, how could that not be? Right, and then you like you like and it says if that person go be with somebody else, and they might not have put in all that work, but it just works because, like you said, it's like trying to force something that does not fit. Yeah. You can't put a two prong outlet plug into a three prong. I mean, a three prong outlet plug into a two prong outlet. It's just not going to work. Correct. But you can keep trying, and, and you I can keep pushing it. You can tape it. You can tape it. You can super glue that motherfucker. But if it's not meant to fit, so it's not going to fit, and it might take some time. How many times do we bump our heads, fall off bikes? You know what I'm saying? Before we get it. And I think that that's just the stubbornness and just, you know, humans, yeah. period. Mm-hmm. But I'm, that's so crazy that you hit that point because a gentleman wrote me. And um, I hope you're listening to this. You know who you are. But, you know, he was sitting like, it's a good topic for the podcast. And he was like, you know, because sometimes people are such into the... He was basically saying people are so much into the um, stage of like... 
let's not, it's not going to work. Let's just go on and just kind of like giving up. But what he said was um, people don't really put enough energy to figure it out. But some stuff, like it said in that post, you, it's not meant to be figured out. All you need to know that it's not meant to be. You don't necessarily got to understand why it's not meant to be. You don't understand, you got to understand, you know, why it took you so long to come to this conclusion. However, you just have to know, and like you said, trust that. It's just not for you. What's for you is for you. And like like Eva said earlier, when you with your person, you'll know. Mm-hmm. They'll know eventually. They'll know somewhere down the line. And I don't think it take that long. But you'll know. And at that point, then you say, okay, do I want to put the effort in to working it out? Because I've seen people walk away from people that might have been their person, but it might not have been their time. It can be your person. It could be your future husband and wife, but it mm-hmm. could possibly not be your time. That's what we got to understand, too. God got a person out there for everybody. Right. But if it's not for your, it's not y'all's time because he's not done elevating you or taking you through whatever, you know, pits and valleys. Oh, I know God be so frustrated. Like, yeah, he be I so know frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There she go again with the wrong one. Like, just mm-hmm. wait a minute. Because he throws wait. us so many times. He, no. he like, throws us so, so many times. What you say? So she said, now he got a spin black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So one of the things that I'm starting to remember now after 35 years of learning about life <laughs> is that people come in for a season. So mm-hmm. now I look at him like he was there for a season. Like, okay, and so here's some little back scoop that wasn't in the book. Ooh. But <laughs> so we had eventually found his 13 year old daughter. Now we've mm-hmm. only been married for five, so it wasn't no drama back then. Okay. So we found her, and I was like, come on, let's do a DNA test let's just get this all situated you know what i'm saying so sometimes i feel like i was just there to help him find his daughter because he was like i don't want to try i don't want to do it and i was like i think it might be a good idea you know i just kind of gesturing slightly to find his daughter and boom we found his daughter and not much longer after that is when we got divorced oh wow and it wasn't because i was like "Mm, no it wasn't that right (laughs) Yeah, and that's what I was telling um, Eva too. Like, I wonder, you know, um, you know, if you know that you came to that conclusion sooner, would it? It would have definitely probably helped you how you dealt with the divorce afterwards because you've helped. And a lot of people, when you read the book, you'll know um, what I'm speaking in reference to. But you helped him in a lot of more ways besides finding his daughter. You know, mm-hmm. and you might have been there to show him. To how to be a father, a single father, or just a good father, or what it takes to mm-hmm. raise a kid and be the sole guardian of a of another human being. Because some men don't have a clue, and that's one thing us women do have a, a up on. You know, we have a up on the fact that we it it's comes instinct. with us. Yeah. It's right. in our instinct. It's in our motherly, you know, gene. We we carry these kids, so when they come out, well, most of us, you know, we. We know what it's like to nurture that kid and love that kid. Know when they hungry. And it, yeah, we know every thing. little cry. So I feel like in a lot of ways, um, you just didn't give yourself enough credit in well, the beginning. I, I think totally that hurts me agree. Because a lot of women don't. And I and it, it's so hurtful. And I mean, I haven't been, you know, I've experienced marriage. And like I said, you know, it may be one of those things that I probably you know, just don't understand because I've never been married. But it breaks my heart to hear women feel like they're failures or it was just something that they, you know, did wrong. And in instances, I'm not saying every divorce is the same. And, you know, but 
I just feel like you didn't give yourself enough credit, girl. Girl, I did not, okay, because I was a wifey. So, like, now I know, like, I, I gave myself way too much to this dude, actually, because he actually didn't deserve me in that way. So, but now, yeah, my confidence is up, but I was in a low place. So, you got to remember when you're in a low place, you don't think of yourself like, oh, man, here's what I could have, like, you know, like, you start pit pin picking on yourself like what did i do wrong what could i did better because it was all me me no that's not the case it takes two people to get a divorce mm, okay yes. so i just I, people just know that well i'm about to be mad yeah. go girl yeah. what you what you do with the ring what i do with the what ring what do i do with the ring when you get girl <laughs> so let me tell you it wasn't even a great ring not to shade them i'm not shading you okay ex-husband i'm not shading you but it was just a ban because we had agreed to a ban i had already had the diamonds before so i don't mm-hmm. care about no ring at this point and he had took them away because he became an israelite and that's against their religion so I was like, okay, God is bad. So I'm pretty sure he sold it, but I don't know. You could come and correct me if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so one of the things I want to know is um, coming up, growing up, because um, we were talking about how um, I think we've all witnessed a loved one or someone dear to us go through a divorce because neither of us here at the Shebo crew have been married before. Baby, it's coming. Don't worry. But neither of us have been married. So with that being said, do you feel like growing up and your household with your parents affected what it was that because you don't know what marriage looks like right you're going off of what you see so the relationship with your parents how much of an effect your parents did that have no they were not so like for me just like with the divorce thing i didn't see many people divorce because i also didn't see many people married Mm -hmm. so my parents were not married whatsoever they didn't even show love so i didn't even know what love was Mm -hmm. so when i was in the marriage i was learning how to show love and actually my ex-husband had told me like you wasn't that affectionate and i look back like oh you're right i wasn't that affectionate because i'm also the only child you know Mm -hmm. that could be messing you up a little bit but (laughs) like i was like oh i do need to be more affectionate because there was things I wasn't aware of, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like communication helps with all that. And what he told you after the fact that you're long, long in divorce, long in divorce. I'm like, because you know he's trying to come back, and he's trying oh. to like, oh, oh, he's trying to come back, girl. That's a whole nother book. Wait a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that, that's that God spin the box. You never know. I'm not gonna say I will never do anything because guess what? At Correct. this point I'm learning you don't need to say that because you won't have yeah. no control. Right. <laughs> so right. yeah. How does he feel about the book though? Like Yes. Mm, so listen, I told him to send me a picture of him reading a book because he has bought it, okay? Mm-hmm. So you know when you get the ex-husband to buy you a book, you know you're doing good mm-hmm. things and it's a good read. It is. <laughs> Read it definitely kept me glued, honey. I finished it in two days. <laughs> oh okay, God. and it's I'm like very like, like my schedule is very like this, and so up and down, and like I never <laughs> get anything. I've never determined to finish anything that fast, right? But just to kind of go back to what I was saying on the parenting and like growing up, I know that in the book you stated that you witnessed domestic violence growing up between your parents, right? And um. You know, I always wondered in situations and in my previous relationship, if I accepted 
a lot of stuff that I that were red flags that the relationship wasn't meant to be, right? And did I accept those things because they weren't as bad as what I seen growing up? You get what I'm saying? Because I've witnessed domestic violence in, you know, growing up. And I've I've, I've uh, witnessed, you know, the instability of relationships and uh, the different, you know, women and men. And um, also, you know, drug use, alcohol abuse. And so and when, when I was dealing with certain situations in my relationship, I'm like, well, he ain't hitting me. He ain't doing this. He not doing none of the things that I've seen my parents go through and this, this, and that. But yet, and still, I'm basically, you know, pampering these other things up. I'm, you know what I'm saying? When I know that they're still not acceptable. Oh, yeah. So, so that, did you find yourself doing that? Girl, yes. And it's all about your self-worth. Yes. Okay. Because when you don't see that worth, then you're like, I'm a, as long as you, because I had that same thing. Because I saw that growing up, I'm like, oh, I will not be taking that course. Right. So you're not gonna hit me. It's over. You know what I'm saying? So when you look in and you're like, okay, if that's the worst thing, then I'll take cheating. I'll take this. Mm-hmm. No, no. Because if you feel like it's wrong in your heart, then you know it's wrong. That's mm-hmm. that intuition again. Yeah. It comes back every time. Like that's the yeah. full circle here. It's intuition. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how you find your self love. Is using your intuition for so every cheating, situation. Cheating mean the marriage is over? Listen, it should be. I, I, yeah. I like that. Marriage. Cheating you know, and marriage. Right? Cheating and relationship is way different than cheating and marriage. Like, well, a lot of people say that. Because you ain't playing play That's another God. show. God. Like, no. Yeah. And the Lord say, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery. I mean, it's in, it's there. Thank you. It's in the Bible. It's there. Thank you. You do it, you go to hell. It's like, no. You <laughs> can't say woman stick around because he might be sorry and won't do it And again. I think that's what people think. They're like, oh, you're so spiritual. And, you know, you're not supposed <laughs> to get a divorce. So you're just going to accept it. No, well, God didn't say be somebody's doormat. He At didn't all. say that. Well, it's also an unfortunate truth that, you know, God said go through the narrow path. We talk about narrow path men that we are looking for. And they is the ones who ain't going to be worried about no other women or men. Because you know how that can go. You know what I'm saying? And it just is what it is. And I think that it's definitely all about the being open for you know, learning what it is that is the lesson. You have to find the lesson in everything. And that's what I'm still learning too because I talk with Eva and um, Taj a lot about that. And I'm like, I'm big on like, I ain't wasting my time. And wasting my time is a big part of my vocabulary. Yeah. You know, and yeah. she's always like, Eva's always I like, it's her. not, you don't always have to look at it like a waste of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, look lesson. at the lesson that you yeah. took from it. Look at the, you know what I'm saying? Take the look at the good of what you took away from the situation. I feel you know. like there's always a reason why you meet somebody and somebody enters into your life. So even when the relationship doesn't work, after every breakup, honey, I reflect, mm-hmm. and there's always something I can pull out of it. You know what I mean? And that's gonna make me better for you know not it should be the right, right. one, not the next one, but you know it gets better, <laughs> better every time. Even if it's not, <laughs> you yeah. Even if it's not uh, you being taught something, you probably teaching that person something. So like your that's situation. like mm-hmm. exactly. I agree because listen, with dating, even oh. listen, you learn a lesson of what you right. do and don't want in a relationship. Yes. So it's good to go dating. You know what I'm saying? Like 
you need to date you need i mean like that's beautiful that you, you reflect after every situation every that you situation. break up in because that's important to see what's going on to reevaluate what did i like in this relationship what i didn't like and I mean, sometimes it was me and i had to okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i can see you know where, where i could have did something differently or better mm-hmm. so absolutely so i don't look at any ex as a waste of time you just played yourself but it's not a waste of time you know <laughs> to be like i am better for you know my husband is somewhere you know what i mean mm-hmm. so are you still dating or dealing with anyone from the book no now that is an off topic because you know if i write another book okay <laughs> i will okay. write about that Okay. It's it's lit though. <laughs> Did you forgive your husband? Oh heck yeah, I had to. It was such a burden. It was painful mm-hmm. to walk around with that. Like I wish I would have forgiven him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Now occasionally when I'm out dating, if I am dating, like on them dates in the book, I will be like, dang, I wouldn't even have to be dating if we were still together. Yeah. But that's just taking the comfort easy way out. Like, well, mm-hmm. how do you forgive him? Do you just verbally just call him one day? I forgive you, I, and then it just starts from there. <laughs> I have texted him a lot of times. Like, I hate you. Yeah, I forgive you. <laughs> I hate you. I forgive you. But like, I have told him personally. But then at the end of the day, when I finally recalibrated myself, I was like, I forgive him. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. Mm. It wasn't his fault. I backed him into the corner. Mm. So you can admit that you gave him the ultimatum. I mean, read more. Yes. (laughs) You said you were. She said read more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so So, what about this? So this doesn't have to necessarily be backing into a corner, or can it? What about the whole engagement period, right? Like, how long were y'all engaged for before y'all actually... Girl, I don't even know. It was probably like three months. I don't know. Oh, we was about to, like, the apartment lease was, like, about to end. And we was like, well, if we're going to get married, we might as well move <laughs> to a house. Like, I was like, oh, my God. So, we was just kind of rushing stuff for real. But, mm, okay. yeah. So, it was not long at all. Mm-mm. And did how, you, Go ahead. How long do you feel like you should stay engaged for? Yeah. Girl, that is a question that I am still asking myself. I think that's a situational thing. I feel like when the two of y'all, if y'all live apart, y'all need to be having a mindset that y'all about to be living together. But if you live together, you kind of get comfortable and you don't know how long that's going to last because you just kind of be riding with the waves of living with right. somebody and just all of a sudden 10 years later, like you were saying earlier, right. you're going to be married for 20 years. <laughs> it could happen when you're just living with somebody. But I feel like when two live apart mm. and then get married and live together, that's a whole different like ball game. So mm. I feel like I, that's kind of the best way to do it. If you really? To. I feel like you don't okay. know the because, person. I like that. I like because that. Like, I you can that, go to though. their house see how they really living because dudes ain't gonna clean up all the time <laughs> they go, you gonna go over there and they gonna be like can you clean up please and you gonna be like okay this is how you really live so they can't hide stuff from long so you can see how they act and you can see if that's gonna fit with your life mm. is this what you wanna be dealing with cause remember you can't change people mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, I yeah. like that then <laughs> I because that. I always felt like you gotta live with somebody to really people know them. People say that like, and it's so backwards, but they do say that they're like, "I need to live with you to know if I'm gonna be able to and live together." Yes. It feels so much harder when y'all living together, sharing the same car, doing this and doing that. You, know, like, <laughs> you, you in the car, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta bring up the car situation because my brother really pissed me off asking for my. You know, we're trying to get. You know, it's, it is. It's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> we don't live together. Like, what, why do you need my car? <laughs> 
I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those things that I feel like is situational because depending on how long you was with that person, depending on how long you've known that person, you know, if we're talking about somebody that you went from strictly dating to engaged to or somebody that have already, you've known from your, your history or your past and then it transitioned to a, a relationship to whatever. But I think it definitely needs to be something that's talked about too because I've even heard people say that they want long engagements to to still figure out what it's like because like you said i feel like people go from it's a transition right we went from boyfriend and girlfriend to now we're engaged so now, now you're different you're acting different you're moving different you're thinking different to now being married you're acting different moving different and definitely thinking different so it's like learning that person in that stage of the relationship yeah. you know so i think it's definitely a situational thing and i think i've i've, I've seen people get married in a month of knowing each other six months of knowing each other and are still married and then vice versa mm -hmm. so i think it's definitely one of those things situational but you definitely hit on a lot of good points with that living apart type of situation and really just still creating those boundaries and making sure that you're not letting that person get too comfortable and not feeling like they have to put in as much work. Absolutely, and that actually comes because you still gotta, you still gotta. Like I said in the other part, the other segment, you gotta still date me. I don't care, <laughs> and even down to the point where I'm your wife, twenty five years in, baby, you still have to be courting me like it was day one mm -hmm. because I'm worth it. Yep, and the way they learn that is by living by themselves for a while because they appreciate a woman more when they have to live by themselves because they like I do everything like yeah. and. And that way you know that they are capable of living by themselves. Like, the both of you should be able to live on your own. So, when that you come together, it's just going to be like, oh, this is very nice. But, yet you can still chill on your own so you're not too dependent on each other. Because, like, yeah. you know, if you got the career over here boosting up, then you want somebody that's just going to be like, okay, go with your career. And yeah. I'm not going to be over here like, where you at? Where you at? Because they needy. No. You it's want still yes. time to enjoy Ooh, like your that. space, baby. Because when you marry... You know, you ain't got that space. When you marry and live in each other, that space that you used to have, you know what I'm saying? You don't have that anymore. It's our space. Right. And if and I, I don't feel like, like sharing my closet space, so <laughs> not the closet space. I mean, I feel it. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's definitely a good point to, for people to think about, you know. And when you hit on the um, self-reflect or, like, just reflecting on the relationships um, after they have come to an end for whatever reason, taking that time to reflect and heal. Because I'm a firm believer that hurt people hurt people, right? Yes. So even if you don't know that you're doing it, and it's not intentional because you're not that type of person, but when you're moving with hurt, your thoughts is different. Your emotions are different. So you're kind of just not as aware and like not even not, not aware, but like you're not as, you're just careless in a sense. You're hurt. You're out there looking for something to um, comfort that hurt, to heal that hurt. And you, like you said, you're going to look for something that you have. You have the answers to, the, to healing the hurt. You have to take that time to reflect. You have to take that time to really heal and not just cope. You have to seek that therapist if you have to seek that therapist. You have to pray to, you know, whatever, you know, God it is that you believe in. You have to take that time because if you out here hurt and not healed and you just coping, now you entering into other situations hurting other people because you weren't fully healed. And now they might really fall in love or they may really feel like, oh, this could work. But then you like, mm. 
this was fun while it lasted. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? You just start to be a little bit more careless about how you move and the decisions you make and how it might affect someone else. So I'm a big, you know, believer on, you know, hurt people, hurt people. So And honestly, Dang. that's what I was after the divorce. And to make kind of like an example, I would say, like, if you have a full glass of water and you drop it on the floor, is the glass full or empty? It's empty because you're broken. So where do you go around? You go cutting people because that's all you got left mm -hmm. is to just have broken glass to cut mm -hmm. people. So what are you supposed to do? Repair yourself before you go back and so you can give yeah. a full cup to somebody else, of hopefully your husband because then when you giving a full cup to just random people but. yeah right right, right. <laughs> yeah well i have a question okay back to the whole dating process okay oh you see i just had to put my hands on my forehead it's just the process so <laughs> i was about to say this is what song. happens when somebody done been married come have a conversation with three single <laughs> people ain't never been married engaged none of the above but not I, love it, I love it so, so online dating, mm -hmm. would you recommend? Mm -hmm. Girl, listen, sometimes I feel like I could be a psychiatrist because <laughs> online dating is not okay. It's something to do to learn about yourself. But like, I feel like men that are online dating, most of them, there are some great men out there that like online dating, but guess what? They broken and they need to repair. Mm -hmm. I have never mm -hmm. seen a whole person online. Mm. To me, I'm asking God because listen, I'm God. Can you bring me my husband through the regular way of meeting people? Yeah. I don't want to be going online typing this nonsense, fake picture, all that nonsense. <laughs> like, no, I want authentic. Yeah. So but the 2020. What about that? What do you? Is that? What do you, is that? you but you still about, gotta go to uh, the store. Speed dating. <laughs> Amazon driver. Whatever. <laughs> Speed dating. Speed dating. Oh, I would love to do speed dating. Oh, that's that's the one I haven't done yet. And I would love Ooh. to speed date. I would love to. Oh, we should go. That. that would be fun. Yo, we should go. Absolutely. Look it up. I'm down. Let us know. I think I would look it up like a while ago. Next. They could be like, that's not your job. It's what you say next. Excuse me. Next. Yo, I had looked up like a while ago. It was so long ago. I had looked up like this speed date and it was some downtown. I was like, and I had nobody to go with. So I was like, fuck it. I ain't about to go. Girl, I'm down. Just yeah. let me know so I can straighten my hair. But I'm down. Because <laughs> you know it's a process with the natural But I'm down. Yeah. And I definitely don't want to be meeting people off social media. That's so. Mm-mm. Like they just be coming from anywhere. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Over yeah. Not recommended. And gang, people lie gang, to your face, so they definitely. They, so what's the worst? So what is the worst part about online dating? What is the worst part? Hmm, there's no worst part because they're it's all, all equally worse. <laughs> right now. Um, I guess when I don't know, because when people be lying, like they yeah. be saying they this and this, and then you meet them, you're like, you're not this and this. There's well, no way. You you lie, have you ever lied? No, not about dating. Like online, you ain't never. No, I am proud media. to be thirty-five. I am five-six. <laughs> like right now, I'm a good weight. You know what I'm saying? I'm finally. But like, no, I'm not about to lie about anything. What I want, like for example, mm -hmm. in the book, I was specifically looking for something online, and I typed that in. So you have to read the book more mm -hmm. to know more about what I you typed know, this in book. there. 
Okay, yes, yes. it's everything. It's a really good one, and I like how you know you did um, put your self reflections in each chapter and each stage of the journey. Right, you reflected on you know things that you probably would have changed, things that you might um, you know feel would be helpful to, to someone else that may have been in the same situation. Right, because um, this book is not just for divorced people. It's a self help book. It's for all kind of people. We got non-readers out there reading. I'm so proud of this one girl. She just finished. Like I was like, girl, you got it. You know, because yes. it's an easy read. But yes. even with, it's, you know, like people don't like to read. But I'm like, this yeah. is a perfect book to start with because reading is fundamental. Okay, <laughs> and this is a great book to start off with to kind of yeah. get you going. So I'm just like, okay. So we have to figure out what are we going to do next. Yeah. So. Your your parents, oh, yeah. mom and dad, did they read this book? Mm, okay, my dad did not read it, but his wife did, and oh. you better believe what happens in the bedroom. They chit chat a little bit, oh. and he's just like, oh. And I was like, that's why you can't read it. It's fine. And he was like, just wait. Just wait one day. I'll tell you when you're older. And he always tell me stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, dad, when I'm dead, then you're going to tell me what? Yeah. But my mom, so she actually bought the book for your mom <laughs> and was reading it in the meantime with your mom picking it up. So I'm like, Alicia, why? Like, so she was reading it. She was like, uh-uh, this is why you was going here and there. I told you not to read the book. She Correct. was like, oh, I would have killed so-and-so. And I was Correct. like, oh, thank God. What? Like, as far as dating? Girl, I got a copy in my car if you want it, girl. This reminds me of, like, our bedroom talk episode. I specifically told my mama, like, uh-uh. Okay, look at the title. Don't read that one. You know she done. Don't listen to that one. She done listened over here. So like, I'm grown. Oh, my God. <laughs> They just gotta know. It's yeah, I, say, I know. Say. I wonder, I wonder if, you know, Z. I wonder if like actors and actresses, like, yeah, they get, like, do they tell their parents like you have to sit this one out? Well, I was told because you know my book is kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey mm. in some areas. I was told like her Very mom, specific. her dad did not read the book. He did not watch the movie. None of that because mm. he was like, I'm just gonna respect your creation. Yeah. <laughs> but no, my parents. <laughs> No respect. Just knows. <laughs> no. Knows. But you know, you're grown and you gotta be able to live in your truth, right? Yeah. And no matter what color it is and you know how how hard it may be, you know, everybody has their journeys and I just think about it like Lord, if we knew all the things that our parents did, but you know, in the dark, you know, right. so they need to, but that's why I feel like they want to know because they want to be like, well, they ain't that bad, or well, damn, she got me beat. <laughs> <laughs> like, Where'd you learn that? Was your mama because it wasn't me? <laughs> so it's just one of those things, it's like, you know, but that's why I say, even with the podcast, too. Because one of the things that I said about this platform, I was like, you know, I'm if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go into this and I'm going to be 100% my authentic self. And I'm going to be as transparent as, you know, I'm led to be. And it is what it is because, like you said, at the end of the day, regardless of how explicit and detailed the book may be, it's a lot of helpful stuff in there. Yes. And it's somebody's life and it's the life that they lived, right? And it, it's, it's your 
It's your life. You have the right to tell your story. Mm-hmm. That goes along with what you said earlier. Like, So I also analyze myself in the story because I think it's important. Just like what you were saying. Like, What did I do wrong in this relationship? So I was letting y'all know what I was thinking in my mind about the whole scenario. Like looking at it from an outsider and what I learned in the scenario. So hoping that it will help you learn the lesson yeah, as well. and looking at it from the full picture. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, like I said, once again, when you're hurt, you're not looking at things from the other perspectives in the full picture. You're looking at it like the hurt side like well damn yeah, you did so this our to me tit for tatter, this hurt me listening to this yeah because i used to be a big tit for tatter had one under the belt oh you put a play on it you know yeah i was about to say because you literally good. just said i, I handle my I play, business i'm get back i'm gonna play get back but but you see when god put that opportunity he gave me a test yeah okay here's your opportunity have you really changed are you done with the tip for tat and the get back yeah. and i had the opportunity and i said you know what when it if, if i even feel that i want to do tip for tat just to, it's it's gotta be done like, right it's no, over. there's no the point, point of doing that, that no more mm. like it's yeah i ain't running up my files <laughs> 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 i am weak so for the listeners, let them know where they can get this awesome book. Yes, y'all have to read it. Y'all have to read this book. Like she Divorce said, it's Chronicles. an easy read, but it's a great read. And I'm excited for a number two, honey, because I need to know the tea. Right. I'm going to ask you when we off the air. Because I need to know. I know. But yeah, we're going to leave you hanging. At some point, because like you will want to ask me questions, because that's how deep it gets. But like, and you can get it from the www.thedifferencebetweenloveandlust.com. You can go to my Facebook, Summer Chaney, C H A N E Y. My first name is S O M M E R, and that's the ways that you can get the book. That's awesome. Yes, and yes. the book is how much? It is $25 right $25 now. $25 right now. Super, super good price. Um, Wait till y'all see the cover. <laughs> yeah, honey, this book, cover is dope. I know people be I looking at it. Like, Girl, like listen, let me tell you, the cover alone has gotten people's husbands, boyfriends to open the book and start uh-huh. reading it. Like because they're like, I gotta see. Is a play on the title. Yeah, it's like you see this sensual woman up here, mm-hmm. but then it say divorce chronicles. <laughs> It's don't love, you know? <laughs> right? So it's definitely you. You did that right. You, were, you, you look were, like you have a buzz to me. Yeah. I mean, shit, sex do sell. Oh, oh you I mean, made the horse look fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so definitely, guys, get this book. It's super. It's a super good book. I mean, I don't. There's not too many books, like I said, that I can read start to finish. There's probably been ten in my adult life that I'm like that I'll even reread. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. know, so definitely want to you know promote the book and you know encourage people to read it. Get this book, read it. It'll definitely help you. And for those listeners out here who've been through a divorce, who may be going through a divorce, who's thinking about divorce. Or, you know, in a marriage, like, and y'all have different point of views on certain things. We're always open for feedback. We encourage feedback a yes. lot. We don't know everything. We just discuss what we what we feel. We just come as, like I said, authentic as possible. We're very transparent. I'm so thankful for, you know, Summer coming on today and being transparent. And, you know what I'm saying, opening up, it's not easy. Um, and it's just, it's amazing, you know. 
Well, thank you for having me on this amazing podcast. Like, y'all you. be talking about fire, so I'm honored. I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it. We try. We try to keep it, you know, we try to keep it to every aspect, to every realm of conversation. Yeah. We try to be very diverse with our conversation because we want to intrigue the males. We want to intrigue the women. We want to intrigue the young adults that are coming into adulthood. That's so what it's about. It's about <laughs> educating, empowering, uplifting these people, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here for. And so. I, a lot of education in that book. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Because Yes. And I've been applying. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. But, yeah, yeah. So will there be a number two? It might be. It might be yeah, in the works. Yeah. I definitely have an idea. I have a cover already. Ooh. I have a title. So, you know, let's see what happens. Yes. Well, I'm waiting. Okay, because we know it only takes you a year. <laughs> 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 not that finish. Don't leave us waiting too long. Yeah. I will not. Don't leave well, we appreciate you. This yes. was awesome. I love the book. I'm definitely going to reread it. Yes. Um, so thank you for coming on. We appreciate yes. you. Yes. Thank you so much. If, like I said, listeners, we got our Instagram page up for those who did not know, who may have not caught it on the last episode, but we have the Shebo Crew Podcast on Instagram. You just type in Shebo Crew Podcast. It'll come up. Follow us. Like, share our posts. We got some readers on there. We got... Um, you know, we post our topics here. We want you guys to be as involved as possible. So we trying to do the damn thing, okay? Yep. Any ideas about topics? If you have a comment from this episode, any episodes, like we want to hear it. We might bring it up on the next show. You never know. So, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, listeners, stay, stay bold. bold.